0: hello and welcome to another episode of now about that with james and sarah i'm james and i'm sarah and in this week's episode we're going to be talking about extraterrestrials aliens marge i'm talking aliens (laughs) (laughs) sarah wanted to talk about aliens so i looked up some information but sarah do you have something specific you want to talk about first
1: i don't have anything specific no i just i have a lot of thoughts
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to go through this 24 fascinating facts about UFOs from mental floss real quick first. Okay. And then we'll jump into your thoughts. Um, So the first or the term UFO was first utilized in the 1950s in reference to reports from the U.S. Air Force. And it stands for unidentified flying objects. Um, and then there is also another term; it's not listed here, but we'll get to that later. When oh wait, yeah, it's right here. Most recent government reports use the term UAP among other abbreviations, and UAP stands for unidentified aerial phenomenon.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: I just heard about that because we watched that movie. Nope. And they were talking about it in that movie um the term ufo doesn't refer to aliens just flying objects so just because we call something a ufo doesn't necessarily mean there are aliens involved although of course the two terms are associated in the public consciousness um and then Foo fighters took their name from an old term referring to ufo like objects i didn't know this
1: i didn't know that either.
0: In World War II, they would refer to Foo Fighters, the Night Fighter Squadron used the term Foo Fighters when they described weird, annoying balls of light they spotted in the air over Germany.
1: Okay.
0: There you go. So Foo Fighters, that's what they were called, which is trivia later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A mosquitoed pilot brought the term flying saucer into the public eye. Oh, misquoted. Sorry. Misquoted. Uh, The phrase flying saucer has a pretty fascinating history. It seems to have gotten big break after an incident that occurred on June 24th, 1947. Pilot Kenneth Arnold was flying near Mount Rainier, um, looking for plane wreckage when he spotted nine metallic objects in the sky. They were huge, Arnold estimated. They were each around the size of a DC-4 plane and moving around 1,200 miles per hour. He thought they were military planes and reported them, at which point the press misquoted him as saying they were flying saucers. Hmm.
1: The One of the only phrases I know in French is how to say, I am a flying saucer. Why? Because my mother taught it to me because my mother is my mother.
0: And what is it? How do you say
1: it? Je suis un volant. Okay. I'm a flying saucer. Uh,
0: Life magazine once wrote about UFOs. So in an April 1952 article, they featured 10 UFO cases. And the opinion of one scientist quoted in the article have an outworld, out-of-world basis. Uh, UFO, UFOs have been written about... For centuries, um, some ancient UFOs have natural explanations. In the classical, in the classical journal paper, South- Struthers focused on the ancient Romans who wrote about strange things in the sky all the time. Some of them can definitely be explained as natural phenomena like ellipses or meteor showers. Others, not so much. Other ancient UFO sightings are harder to explain. In 74 BCE, thousands of people witnessed a strange event in which a Utrarch uh, wrote, around 150 years later, a huge flame-like body, silver in the collar, and shaped like a wine jar, interrupted two warring armies. Pliny the Elder wrote that a spark was seen to fall from the sky and around and grow as it approached the Earth. It eventually became a lar- as large as the moon before going back into the sky. It sounds like a, a meteor that came into the Earth's atmosphere but didn't hit land, to me.
1: Yeah, but except for the going back into the
0: sky part. Well, if it just goes through the atmosphere, I guess that, that just means it could have flown through the sky right but it would have been
1: stuck in earth's orbit
0: not necessarily if it was going fast enough
1: i don't feel like it would have gotten stuck in earth's orbit to enter the atmosphere if it was just gonna dip right back out that's not usually how it works i mean because gravity takes over after a certain point
0: uh an apparent ufo battle was reported in the night in the 16th century europe um, things don't get any less weird when you fast forward to 1560s when people living in Germany and Switzerland reported seeing strangely shaped objects doing aerial battle and flying around. That's cool. Uh, people in America reported reporting UFOs, UFO sightings as early as the 17th century. The first written record of the UFO in what eventually became the United States came comes from 1630. When some men who were out at on Boston's Muddy River at night reported seeing a light in the sky, um, the U.S. Air Force began investigating UFOs after World War II, and sightings of weird things in the sky spiked. And the government responded by having the U.S. Air Force investigate the incidents. Mm. The most famous UFO incident of all times occurred near Roswell, New Mexico, in the summer of 19, nice. <laughs> in the summer of 1947. Um, the rancher who discovered the debris said it was bright wreckage made up of rubber strips, tinfoil, and rather tough paper and sticks. Okay. Alrighty then. Uh, the Roswell incident sent the country into UFO mania. <clears throat> the statement made news around the century, even as the army was... Backpedaling. as dick pierce at the san francisco examiner reported on july 9th, 1947 he called general george ramey at base in fort worth texas um, who described the disc and noted his belief that it was piece of a weather balloon saying there's no such gadget as the disc known to the army at least this far down the line uh no. 15, <laughs> the debris in roswell is most likely from a government spying operation project blue book standardized questions to collect UFO data. So to handle UFO sightings, Project Blue Book, which was named after those little blue books students took college exams in, asked people to fill out standardized questions, including when did you see the object? Where were you when you saw the object? What was the condition of the sky? And if there was more than just one object, then how many were there? UFO spotters were also asked to draw what they had seen describe it, describe what it sounded like, and then note if its edges were fuzzy bright or sharply outlined Hmm. the white house has one close encounter not long before midnight july 19th 1952 seven weird blips appeared on the radar of washington national airport leading the man in the air traffic control tower to crack a joke about a flying or a fleet of flying saucers soon air traffic controllers at andrews air force were air force base were close were also seeing strange blips moving in incredibly high speeds on their screens But no one was laughing when those crafts, whatever they were, flew by the Capitol building at the White House. Oh, and the White House. Hmm. The incident was officially blamed on temperature inversion, an event in which, simplistically speaking, a layer of warm air traps cooler air beneath it, Radar signals bounce off the layer of and it appears to show objects that are actually near the ground in the sky. Uh, Betty and Barney Hill claimed they were abducted by a UFO. (coughs) Excuse me. Betty worked in child welfare welfare, and Barney at the post office. And in September 1961, they spontaneously decided to take a vacation to give themselves a little R&R. They took a three day trip driving from their home in new hampshire to niagara falls and montreal on the way back they were driving on dark empty roads of new hampshire's white mountains when they spotted a light in the sky moving strangely it moved upward instead of falling like a shooting star would it got bigger and bigger and eventually seemed to keep keep tracking their car as they drove uh, when they looked at it through the binoculars, they could see that it was spinning. It was a spinning object. Uh, they kept driving, but eventually Barney had, had had enough. He got out to confront the craft and saw grayish aliens inside with huge eyes. He felt like they were going to be abducted, so he ran back to the car and hit the gas. As they continued to drive, the hills encountered some some kind of roadblock and a fiery orb, and passed out. When they woke up a couple hours later they were 35 miles away from where they'd been with zero memory of how they'd gotten there their clothes and shoes were must must m-u-s-s-e-d uh, that means Mussed, mussed. i don't know moving on and their watches weren't working uh, there were strange metal marks on the trunk of their car and that made compasses go wild <laughs> interesting there are many many things that can be mistaken for ufos venus for example is a prime culprit behind many supposed ufo sightings probably because it's so bright and so close to the horizon spacex rocket launches launches have been mistaken for ufos and has an army parachute team oh and so has an army parachute team hmm. uh, and then 20 a report released in 2021 detailed ufo related stories from government employees the report released the unidentified aerial phenomena task air or task force or uaptf focused on 144 eyewitness reports of uaps reported by government employees which occurred between 20 or 2004 and 2021 only one of One of the UAPs was properly identified, one of those 144 cases. The report identified just one with confidence. It was believed to be a very big balloon that was deflating. The rest remain unidentified. Oh, that's interesting. Um, And then a few interesting patterns emerged with the UAPTF reports. Uh, There were themes that emerged in the eyewitness accounts, including things like size, shape, and propulsion. Uh, There was also the fact that sightings often occurred around U.S. military testing grounds, but the reports note that that might be because of the large number of high-quality sensors in those locations, and because aviators there are both more focused and encouraged to report anomalies. Uh, the UAPTF believes most of these incidents can be easily categor- categorized. Uh, does this mean aliens? Of course not, according to the task force. In fact, they think many of them will fall into the new explanation, explainable categories, airborne clutter. Things like um, the aforementioned balloon, birds or drones, natural atmospheric phenomena, things like moisture, ice crystals, uh, USG or industrial industry industry development programs um, or foreign adversary systems. So crafted, deployed uh, and deployed by the likes of Russia or China. And then the last one is reports of UFOs will continue to be collected for the foreseeable future. We don't have an explanation for these sites yet, sightings yet, but unfortunately, it may stay that way thanks to things like insufficient data and limited reporting. Well, there you go. Hmm. So there are 24 facts about UFOs. Interesting. So what are your thoughts on extraterrestrials, Sarah?
1: Well, first of all, I think it's... What's the word? Um... Ignorant? No, I think it's self-absorbed to think that we are the only beings that exist in the universe when there's so much universe out there that like we don't even have explored yet. Like beyond our galaxy there you know there's tons of stuff out there beyond what we know. So I think it makes sense to believe that there are aliens out there now where it gets a little hazy for me is whether or not they would come here because personally i don't really see a reason for them to come to earth where like if they're if they're that advanced that they can travel that far like why the fuck are you coming here (laughs)
0: yeah um i don't know i think if if they were to come or, if anything, they would probably just, like, mask themselves and watch from afar to see, just study. Right. If anything.
1: But I feel, I do feel like there have been a few credible um, instances where people have encountered potentially alien life forms. But, like, okay. I don't, I don't know. It kind of, it, much in the same way that I feel about uh, the Christian God, I feel like there's the possibility of existence but whether or not um there's any interest in us is a completely different story (laughs) okay so like so like i believe that there that there are higher powers out there obviously because like i worship deities like whether or not they actually care about our lives enough to be actively out here trying to trying to do stuff like people say that the christian god does i i'm just like i don't know about that I don't know if they're that interested in the in the outcomes of the entirety of humanity to be there. But um, I was reading this article from the Scientific American um, about an interview with Avi Loeb, who is an astrobiologist, I think is what it said, um, astrophysicist working at Harvard University. And he says, that aliens are a thing, and that they have visited us like briefly. I'm still really like, hmm, interesting. What do you think? What do you think about aliens? Nah,
0: I'm pretty. I mean, I'm open to the fact that there might be aliens, but I. It's kind of like other things. I really like I'm, unless it's unless I can see it or it can be proven without a doubt. Then kind of skeptical about it. Same thing with like. Kind of kinda of the same thing with when it comes to like ghosts and spirits and stuff. Hmm. It's like unless I've seen it or unless I there's like credible evidence of it. I'm gonna be like, Okay, cool, that's you can believe that, that's fine, but I don't necessarily care one way or the other. Right. Kinda, right. Kind of apathetic towards it.
1: Well, it's kind of like I think we mentioned briefly when we were talking about supernatural beings, I had put forth the idea that some alien interactions were actually different supernatural being interactions rather than alien interactions. I still feel that way, Yeah. but I'm just, I do
0: have I, to say, we just watched um, Nope and I, I saw some reports that it wasn't that good. And I think the reason people were saying it wasn't that good is just because it's not like the other video or the other movies that um, Jordan Peele Jordan Peel has done um, and it's it. they're not it wasn't really a horror movie it was more like a science fiction movie about um, about an alien encounter it was it was really good I liked it I think it, it was done well I enjoyed it
1: do you have a favorite alien movie
0: um no I'm not ai mean I, I like the movie alien right the, the one with Sigourney Weaver and xenomorphs and I like that that group of movies but I mean then obviously E.T. E.T. is a fun movie to watch.
1: Yeah <laughs> one of our schoolmates was terrified of E.T.
0: A lot of people my um co-worker Candy she hated that movie maybe her daughter I think it was her daughter actually was terrified of it.
1: I remember um when E.T. was first out and everything. Um, my stepfather didn't want us to watch it because he said that E.T. was a demon. And like, I like mean, maybe. Like, the only reason that I got to see it was because my step-grandmother let us watch it. <laughs> um, small side note, though. Drew Barrymore, apparently, when she was in that movie, because she was such a little kid, she thought E.T. was real, mm. like that he was alive.
0: She was just listening to like her account of when she was a child she may have also been drunk
1: I mean yeah but she was talking about it on her show like she did a reunion with some of the cast from E.T. and um, apparently Steven Spielberg made sure that like anytime that she went to go and talk to E.T. and check on him and whatnot she would like insist on giving him like a scarf and whatnot because it got cold (laughs) She didn't want him to be cold. Um, he apparently made sure that the puppeteers were always there so that ET could actually interact with her.
0: Um, I really like her. She's she's a really no. She's a good actress, but she's also a, like a really good person too.
1: Yeah, I agree. She, um, Nick and I were recently watching Ever After. <sighs> I haven't seen it in years. Oh. So we were like, oh, let's rewatch this.
0: If you're listening and you have never seen Ever After, you have to watch it. It's, it's one so of my good. favorite movies ever.
1: It's so good. I had forgotten how good it was, actually.
0: It's like Ever After. Is it A Cinderella Story? Is that what it's called? I think so. The subtitle. Such a good movie. I love it. And the only reason I, um, yeah, Ever After A Cinderella Story. And it's the very first movie I ever got on VHS. Wow. I, I got it as a uh, Christmas present at one of my dad's business's Christmas parties. Like, you would go and pick a present, and I picked it and unwrapped it, and they were like, oh, that's that's supposed to be for a girl. I was like, it's mine. Don't touch it. Get away from me.
1: You're like, uh, no gender roles here. It's mine. <laughs>
0: this is my present you touch it you're gonna lose that hand
1: (laughs) i'm just picturing you as a little kid being like no
0: (laughs) i i was a pretty strong little kid not strong but like strong-willed little kid like I i think i remember i think i told you this story before when i was little we um my brother and i my mom insisted that we played baseball and i hated baseball and i never wanted to play but we had to do it because she wanted to right and every time i would get up to bat it was when the coach of your team would pitch for you
1: oh yeah yeah
0: and every time i got up to bat he would hit me with the ball i don't know why but every single time he would and then like the very last time i ever played baseball in like that type of setting that wasn't gym he hit me with the ball and it busted open my pinky finger on my right hand like so much that it was bleeding oh no and, and i threw the bat down ran to the little dugout area and my parents came and i said i don't want to play this damn game anyway <laughs> and my dad t- took me out and he said he's not gonna play this game anymore
1: that's fair that's reasonable I got lucky and my asthma prevented my mother from forcing me into any sports. Like, that was not a thing. Um, but anyway, go, going back to aliens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what states have the highest number of reports? Or I bet reported? it's
1: East Coast one.
0: A lot of them are. Well, most of them are East Coast or Central.
1: Yeah, I know a lot of... Um, like Pennsylvania had a lot of sightings I feel like. Um, West Virginia I know has had a few
0: um, no so I've, which, li- which I've listed the top 10. Okay. So uh, 10 at 2273 sightings uh, is North Carolina. okay most recent most recent sighting was in 2015 and in FAFtown. I'm assuming PFAFF town. I mean that's, that's how that output or green. <laughs> and then Michigan is number nine with two thousand four hundred and fifty-one sightings. And their most recent one is also March 2015. Hmm. Oh, this one how old is this report? Oh, it's because it's from March. It's from 2015. Okay. That oh, makes sense. So okay. like they're all from 2015 and in March. So that makes sense. Uh number eight is ohio with 2907 and then pennsylvania is number seven with 3142 arizona is six with 3212 new york is fifth with 3837 texas where sarah is living Is fourth with four thousand three hundred and fifty-nine, and then Washington is third with five thousand four hundred. Florida is second with five thousand one hundred thirteen. And what do you think the number one is?
1: Hmm. I don't. I don't know.
0: It's not very. It's not very helpful.
1: (laughs) First of all, (laughs) you should know that I hate guessing things because (laughs) I always am scared I'm going to get it super wrong. Secondly, um. I got distracted about the Texas, so I'm over here like, okay, wait, what did he say after that?
0: (laughs) Texas and Washington. Texas has 4,359 sightings as of April 2015, so I'm sure it's more than that now. Oh, probably. Uh, Florida, or Washington, 5,004. Florida, 5,113. And California.
1: California, hmm.
0: With 11,202. Which makes sense because California has a lot of people in it anyways.
1: Right. So I pulled up a map of UFO sightings um, mm-hmm. with ArcGIS, A-R-C-G-I-S, like looking at Texas. And it looks like the majority of sightings happened around big cities. So like Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, Austin where I'm at in San Antonio, though fewer in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. And I'm like scooching in, looking at this map, and it looks like there was one sighting, two bright objects that remain stationary, um, have been appearing every night for the past couple of weeks, It doesn't give me a date on that, um, in Round Rock, which is where I'm at. So um, there are seven bright, reddish orange orbs seen flying in a row and then three fading lights in the sky so there were three in in Round rock and there were 12 in Austin proper uh, the only unfortunate thing is it doesn't really give any dates it just like gives the description hmm. so it's it's pretty interesting though um, looking at the the spread as far as um, sightings go in the United States
0: yeah. It's pretty, pretty far across. And I wonder, I haven't looked at anything from outside of the United States. So like UFO sightings outside of the United States.
1: Right. I'm sure that, like, I know that there are instances outside of the United States, but, but I think primarily I just hear about the ones here. Yeah. Ooh, let's go to, let's go to Indiana. See if there's any, oh, any in Bloomington. One sighting. It was oh. a triangle-shaped orange craft and had no sound
0: in bloomington that's
1: what it says Hmm. but again these don't have any dates on them primarily indianapolis is the hot spot which makes sense since it appears that a lot of these are from like well-populated areas so like bigger cities which i'm not sure if that creates more credibility for me or less credibility (laughs) because like on the one hand i guess you know the more populated the area the more likely a lot of people saw it rather than just you know one or two people but then on the other hand if you're in a bigger city how are you going to really be able to distinguish you know whether those lights are coming from like an airplane for example
0: also there's the argument of the um crowd mentality where someone is hesitant to speak up against the crowd yeah so if there's a bunch of people that are saying they sell the same thing there's more there's less 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 of a chance that someone's gonna come up and say no that's not what happened
1: right because then they're gonna just go with whatever the other person was saying because yeah. they they don't want to look like an outsider I don't oh know? this
0: is from 2022 and it's still it's still pretty similar so 10 is michigan nine is illinois eight is Ohio, seven is Arizona, six is Pennsylvania, five is New York, four is Texas, three is Washington, two is Florida, and one is California. So, interesting. Rhode Island, where does Rhode Island fall? It's 46th with 577 sightings in, oh, it just says sightings. In the last five years, though, Connecticut has had the, uh, well, no, this isn't, Oh, per 100 people. Okay, most sightings per 100,000 people. So, Connecticut's 568. Washington is 1,297. Wyoming is 99. Uh, Oregon's 756. Michigan, nope, not Michigan. Maine is 247. Uh, New Mexico, 391. Vermont, 132. Uh, Montana, 223. New Hampshire 313 and then Idaho at 420. Um, anyways, you want to take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about movies with aliens or about aliens. Yeah. Because I have a list of 31 best alien movies ever to watch for a far out experience.
1: Oh, we can see how many of them we've seen.
0: Yeah, from uh, Yahoo Entertainment. And it's from October
1: 2022. There we
0: go. So we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back.
1: Bye. Bye! All
0: right, and we are back. All right, so we're going to take a look at this list from Yahoo Entertainment um, on the 31 best alien movies ever to watch for a far-out experience, written by Randy Dawn. That an odd name. Um, and then the first one they have on this list is... The Day the Earth Stood Still from 1951, which I have never actually seen.
1: I don't think I've seen it either. I is... I like remember hearing about it, but I don't think I've actually seen it.
0: I I don't even think I've seen the newer one with, um, what's his space? Tom Cruise. Is that who's in it?
1: Mm, I don't know. But I, I definitely haven't watched any Tom Cruise movies in a while.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, Keanu Reeves. Sorry. So I know that's really not even close to the same person, but there was a movie that tom cruise was in that had something to do with aliens
1: uh world uh war of the worlds war
0: of the worlds that's what it was um okay uh so there's just a little snippet of what the day the earth stood still from 1951 is so this classical and this classic unspools like an extended episode of twilight zone at the movie's heart the question what if it turns out we're not the most intelligent or powerful species out there What if we were perceived as warring troublemakers? That's what seems to be the case when a spaceship arrives in Washington, D.C. With a message from the people of Earth, or to the people, for the people of Earth. Get along or get wiped out. To see the premise play out in modern context, check out the inferior, and this is their works, not mine, 2008 remake with Keanu Reeves. I don't think I've seen that one either.
1: I definitely haven't seen that one.
0: And then the man who fell to earth from 1976 the man in quotes who visits earth is this trippy um wow i don't even know what this word is can you spell it langurus l-a-n-g-u-r-o-u-s i've always Langerous. pronounced it Langorious, but i don't know if that's right it's one of those words
1: that i've always i've read it but i've never said it out loud
0: uh, let's see continue whatever moving on uh Langerous characterized by by tiredness or inactivity especially of a pleasurable kind Hmm, so anyways uh and this trippy languorous film is played by david so the the man is played by david bowie and that's enough for most people to check it out um it's a tragic tale of an alien who just wants to bring water to his drought-stricken planet and insists Instead, gets sidetracked by all two human vices, mm. and there is a new version of the story starring Shibatel 4 Oh, I know who that is. I do not, so there you go.
1: He was in um, a <clears throat> he was in a movie with Julia Roberts that I really liked. Um, I think it. I have to go. I have to go look now. Um, I think it was um, Their Eyes Were Closed or something like that. That's something to do with closed eyes. Hold on.
0: Bird Box? No, no, that's, that's, not, that's Julia Roberts anyways. Or not Sandra Bullock.
1: Secret in Their Eyes. Nicole Kidman's also in it.
0: Hmm.
1: It's, a pre- it's a pretty good movie. It's a pretty good movie. Um, but no, I have not seen The Man Who Fell to Earth.
0: Neither have I. Um, and then the next one on the list is Star Wars from 1977. Of course. And- I think everybody knows Star Wars so I'm not going to bother reading the little insert about it. <laughs> Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1978.
1: I've seen snippets but I've not seen the whole thing.
0: I've never seen the into- I've never seen this movie either. I I don't know. Uh, if you're concerned about the scare factor in this 1978 remake, you could always go back to the original 1956 original, a pitch-perfect riff of the McCarthyism unfolding. Uh, but we prefer the glit- glit- grittier, star-studded remake with Donald Sutherland, Jeff Goldblum, and Leonard, Leonard no- Nimoy. Wow, that was—I stuttered through that name. Uh, for the real alien touch, in some, a gooey race of aliens move to Earth after their planet proves un- unlivable and take over human bodies at a time one human body at a time turning them into emotionless pod people uh we are the we are all aliens in the end to one another (laughs) the only thing i've seen in this movie is at the end where it turns out that donald sutherland uh is transformed into an alien spoilers i mean if it's all over the internet so if anyone hasn't seen it where have you been on the internet (laughs) The next one on this list is Close Encounters of the Third Kind from 1977. I'm not going to read through all of these because there's 31 and that would take forever. Right. Uh, And then Superman, the movie from 1978. Alien, which we already talked about and is a pretty good alien movie uh, from 1979. Agreed. E.T. we also talked about. Or ET the Extraterrestrial, which is the entire name of the movie. I don't think anyone calls it that. I don't think anyone calls it that either. 1982. Starman.
1: 1982? That's what it says. Dang. That's
0: older than my know. sister.
1: Yeah, that's older than me.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, and then Starman from 1984. Uh, you gotta give the Starman Jeff Bridges credit. He really tries to fit. In on Earth during his first visit, he assumes the body of a deceased loved one, uh, freaking out the loved one's wife, Karen. Karen Allen goes on a classic road trip to send a message that he needs to needs a pickup to get home. Wins the lottery and has just enough of a relationship with Allen's character to get her a baby. That's really weird.
1: I've seen that that one. I've seen snippets of um, because my mom really liked that movie, so like I know quotes from it, but I've never seen the whole thing.
0: I don't think I've ever even heard of it. Um, And then the next one is Enemy Mine from 1985. I've never heard of this one. That doesn't sound familiar to me either. Dick and Dito's admit that Enemy Mine is not a great movie, but it's an excellent portrayal of a human and an alien. Dennis Quaid and Louis Gossett Jr.
1: Oh, Louis Gossett Jr.
0: Louis Gossett Jr. Trying to work together. And he's correct. When the two species are marooned on a planet, they first try to kill each other, then learn both mutual respect and brotherhood while fighting for uh, survival and later family. Hmm. And then 1986, Aliens, so the second um, installment in the Alien franchise, Uh, Predator from 1987, Spaceballs from 1987. I love Spaceballs. Have you seen, you've seen Predator though too, right? No, I haven't seen Predator. Oh, you've never seen Predator? No. I've there's... seen the
1: original Alien, but I've not seen Predator.
0: Have you seen the second Alien? Aliens?
1: I saw, um, what was it? I watched an Alien movie or a Predator movie. I don't remember which one it was. Um,
0: I mean, there's one where they cross over and it's Alien versus Predator.
1: It wasn't that one with um, Horace, but I don't remember what the name of it was.
0: Is it prometheus no was Nobody it an, a newer movie or an older movie
1: i feel like it was newer um topher grace is in it hold on let me look
0: so there are some that just recently came out that kind of relaunched the alien franchise prometheus i can't remember what the other one is
1: predators is the one that i saw
0: oh okay then yeah, this it's not the aliens movie, but they—I mean—they basically tied them together, and the predators fought the aliens. Yeah, they were, t- they were developed and um, changed to fight the aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one, Spaceballs from 1987. Have you ever seen Spaceballs?
1: Yes, I have seen Spaceballs. I can I can quote it.
0: <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen it fully. I think I watched parts of it and then. That's it. Uh, Mars Attacks from 1996. Oh, my God. Hilarious movie.
1: Yes. It's Um, been literally ages since I saw it. But, yes, I've seen that one.
0: Star Trek, First Contact from 1996. Yes. Contact, one of Katya's favorites from 1997. Mm. Men in Black, also from 1997.
1: Yes, I've seen all the Men in Black, except for the newest one. Have you seen Contact? Uh, I think I've seen most of it. I don't feel like I've seen the whole thing, though.
0: It's a pretty good movie. Dark City from 1998. I just recently watched this. It's not bad. Galaxy Quest from 1999. It was in 1999. I didn't know it was that old.
1: Yeah. Galaxy Quest is old, old, Ah, the 90s.
0: (laughs) Pitch Black from 2000 with Vin Diesel which
1: I haven't seen, but everybody's told me that I should see.
0: I think I've seen it, but I don't remember it. So it wasn't something I particularly cared for. Mm -hmm. Lilo and Stitch from 2002. Yes. (laughs) Taking taking a very big turn. Um, Signs also from 2002.
1: Which yes, I've, I've seen Signs and I believe I saw that with you and Ryan.
0: I'm sure we watched it, yeah. Lither from 2006. No, nope, I yeah. haven't seen that one. Um, it's I've seen it. It's kind of an interesting movie. Avatar, I have not seen and I, re- I refuse to watch.
1: I actually, I saw Avatar and like, yeah, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad for what it was. Like, I enjoyed it.
0: It's insane. And it's also, they're coming out with another one too.
1: Yes, they're they are coming out with another one.
0: Um, and then Attack the Block from 2011. Haven't seen that one. Neither have I. I've heard of it, though, before. It's set in South London. Uh, The World's End in 2013 with Simon Pegg.
1: Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that, but I love Simon Pegg, so I would watch it.
0: I don't think I've seen it, but I've seen clips of it. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy from 2014. Seen it. I've never seen it. I'm not a huge Marvel DC person. That's fair. I enjoyed it. Eh. It doesn't feel
1: like a Marvel movie, honestly, to me. Yeah. But...
0: Um, Edge of Tomorrow from 2014. I've never seen that and you wouldn't have seen it because it has Tom Cruise in it.
1: Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Now, back in the day, if that had been something that was back in the 90s, I would have seen it because I loved Tom Cruise back in the 90s.
0: Arrival from 2016. It's a good movie with uh, Amy Adams.
1: Yes, I think I watched that with you and um, Ryan.
0: Potentially, probably. Or at
1: least some of it. I know I've seen some of it.
0: Yeah. Uh Suicide Squad from twenty twenty-one.
1: Suicide Squad? Really? We're counting that as an alien movie?
0: Apparently. Um from the guy behind Guardians of the Galaxy, a director James Gunn, comes another darkly funny adventure that involves humans and aliens on both sides of the hero villain divide. Based on DC Comics characters. A ragtag team of questionably moral individuals with powers is conscripted into destroying a giant alien starfish called Starro, the Conqueror. Needless to say, there's A more to the story of both Starro and how it got to Earth, and B a whole lot of carnage to come. While the movie has some of the same characters as featured in 2016's Suicide Squad, it's not the same story. So it's not the same one as the 2016 version
1: okay um i was very confused for a second there
0: like and then the last one on here is dune from 2021 i'm surprised what is that movie called it's like project 91 or something like that
1: i don't know that doesn't sound familiar to me
0: no that's not what it's called Uh, what is it called because it it is an alien movie
1: i'm surprised it like war of the worlds um was it on there
0: yeah i'm surprised there's a lot of movies that aren't on here
1: like there's a lot of alien movies i feel like they missed out on and i just genuinely don't feel like i don't feel like guardians of the galaxy and you know lilo and stitch should really count like yeah they involve aliens but that's not really what people think of when they think of alien
0: movies
1: or maybe that's just me being being biased for no reason
0: Maybe, possibly. Oh, there's also oh, here's um from Collider, thirteen best alien horror movies for extraterrestrial terror. First one on the list is A Quiet Place from 2018, which was a pretty good scary movie.
1: That was a really good movie. We went and saw that in theaters. Yumi, Ryan, and someone who shall go unnamed.
0: Think care. about who was
1: glued to my side.
0: Oh, your your buddy. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Nope Hmm. This year, 2022 Fresh out of the oven, Jordan Peele's Nope is simultaneously one thrilling western and a unique horror movie about aliens. Just like Peele's previous movies, Get Out and Us Nope has a rich subtext that is discussing the predatory nature of Hollywood. However, the way Peele materializes the Hollywood Hollywood monster makes this most most interesting movie. Uh, makes the most this the most interesting movie from the horror master. Nope's Alien is a giant eye that sucks people. Oh, I'm gonna stop reading from there because
1: yeah, no spoilers.
0: It kind of does give some things away. Um, Slither from 2006, which we already talked about. Cloverfield from 2008. Cloverfield was a pretty crazy movie. I didn't. Like I have it th- not seen it. I didn't like it the first time I watched it, but after I watched it a second time I still didn't love it but it wasn't as bad and then they also have like Cloverfield 2 or what's it called um and then 10 Cloverfield Lane and then there was another one that just recently came out and I don't remember what it was called right now oh. uh the Cloverfield Paradox from 2018 which wasn't a terrible movie wasn't a great movie either there um, isn't it? More on this list, Attack the Block, which we talked about. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. The Thing, I'm surprised that wasn't on that list either. Mm -hmm. From 1982. Honeymoon from 2014. I've never even heard of this movie. I haven't either. Alien from 1979. Under the Skin from 2013 with Scarlett Johansson. Uh, Yeah, but I also don't really like Scarlett Johansson. Annihilation. Have you seen this movie? It was from 2018. I don't think so. This is what I'm thinking of. It doesn't have that she's in here. Some people love Alex Garland. Some people are not so fond of his psychedelic filmmaking style. But everyone must agree that Garland knows how to put a... Put on a spectacle. Based on a novel by Jeff Vandermeer, Annihilation follows a group of explorers entering the Shimmer, a quarantine zone where nature began to change due to the influence of a mysterious alien presence. Uh, What makes Annihilation... Yeah, this is the one that I'm thinking of. Um, It has... uh, I always get them mixed up. Um, Oh my gosh, what is her name? Let me look it up. (laughs) Oh, I always get... it. It's not the girl that's in... Um, oh, I can't even think of the name now. Wow, I cannot spell. Natalie Portman.
1: Aw, I love Natalie Portman.
0: I always get her and um, the girl that is in... Oh my gosh, what is that movie? She has a daughter named Americus.
1: That is Natalie Portman.
0: Is that Natalie Portman?
1: Yeah, and it's where the heart is.
0: Yes. Wait, yes. You're right. And who's the other one I always get her mixed up with? I don't know. I can't think of it. Moving on, though. Uh, Prey from 2022, which... I've never i don't know that i've heard of this
1: i've heard of it i have not seen it i saw another movie called prey um p-r-a-y this um, yeah
0: that's how this one's spelled wait no b-r-e-y um
1: the one that i saw was a japanese horror film though and did not have to do with the aliens
0: i think this is a japanese horror film yeah no maybe not um pitch black from 2000 and prey, that's the last one on this list yeah, so those are some, some fun movies to watch if you're into... Um, alien movies. Alien movies, yeah. Who is the one that I'm thinking of that looks... I, I always get her and Natalie Portman mixed up. Keira Knightley. Yes, that's who it is. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know why I get them mixed up, but I always do. Um,
1: They were both in um, the prequel movies of Star Wars. Um, and with the makeup on, their own mothers couldn't tell them apart so interesting.
0: okay all right soon to wrap it up with a quiz or a couple of questions from quizzes
1: sure it's
0: sarah's favorite thing these sarah's should be favorite. easy though uh what does ufo stand for
1: an identified flying object
0: yeah um unidentified an an unidentified flying object is what a ufo <laughs> yeah but it says any perceived aerial phenomenon that cannot be immediately identified or explained. Mm. On investigation, most UFOs are identified as known objects or atmospheric phenomena while a smaller number remain what?
1: Unidentified?
0: Close. It's unexplained. But yeah. (laughs) basically. Uh, while, unu- while unusual sightings have been reported in the sky throughout history, UFOs did not achieve their current cultural phenomenons until when? We talked a little bit about it earlier, or I did.
1: Right. Um, when the Roswell thing happened. So the that was the 70s, right?
0: Well, it just says after uh, World War II. Oh, well, you know. So yeah,
1: so, yeah I'm technically correct. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Uh the twentieth century saw studies and investigations into UFO reports conducted by whom? Uh wait, repeat the question. The twentieth century saw studies and investigations into UFO reports conducted by whom? The
1: US government. Yeah.
0: Governments and governments well as by organizations and individuals. So everybody basically is the answer to that question.
1: Everybody wanted to wanted to know what was up?
0: Yeah, Uh, people have observed the sky throughout history and have sometimes seen unusual sights such as what? Really weird questions.
1: Yeah, I feel like all of them have the same answer almost.
0: Kinda. I mean, this one is comets, bright meteors, one or more of the five planets that can be readily seen with the naked eye, planetary conjunctions, and atmospheric optical phenomena such as, uh, perelia, and lenticular clouds. Wow. Uh, One particular famous example is Halley's Comet, recorded first by whom? (laughs) Halley? I mean, kinda, yeah. I think the main person that saw it was, their last name was Halley, yeah. Uh, Chinese astronomers in 204 BC and possibly as early as 467 BC. Hmm. <clears throat> as it reaches the inner solar system every 76 years, it was often identified as a what? Halley's comet. This is these are dumb. I'm done with this one. We're moving on.
1: Okay. okay. All right. Uh, I was just five, remembering seeing Halley's comet when I
0: was a kid. Really?
1: I think so. I think it passed through during the 90s. Hmm.
0: Five years after the infamous Battle of Los Angeles, this New Mexico town became the number one locale. Uh, for UFOs after it was reported that aliens were picked up there and transported to Area 51. Roswell, New Mexico. Yep, Roswell. This one's easier. (laughs) And the questions make sense. Uh, What was the name of the book about an alien encounter that Orson Welles adapted for Radio so well that, according to legend, he scared the east coast of the U.S. into thinking an attack was underway.
1: War of the Worlds,
0: yeah, War of the Worlds. Um, in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, a family alleged allegedly had a terrifying late night fight with extraterrestrials, which lasted until dawn. Those who remain skeptical about the encounter think the farm encountered what nocturnal raptor. That last one kind of gives it away. Nocturnal raptor. <laughs> the, the
1: face you're giving me is is not assisting. Who? Um, I don't
0: know. Oh my god, I just basically gave you a hint. I know. Who?
1: Who? Like
0: nocturnal raptors, Yes, nocturnal raptors go who? <laughs> an owl, yes. Uh while serving as governor of Georgia, this former U.S. president claimed to have witnessed a UFO in the skies over Leary in 1969. Hmm. We have the first name, but I don't go by his name. Ryan? No, that's not his Jimmy first name. Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Every time.
1: <laughs> Every time.
0: My first name is not Ryan.
1: I, I know, but that's what I call you.
0: <laughs> Multiple encounters with alien craft was, were reported in uh, Rendlesham Forest. Sure. Um, in the early 1980s, making the incident one of the most famous international encounters in what country? In the forest, what country is the forest located? Rendlesham Forest. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's England. Mm.
1: So, diverting from that, just really quick, because I had to look up to see whether or not it was actually Haley's comment that I saw, and it was the hail bop. Comet that reached its closest approach to the planet in 1997. Mm. It was a thousand times brighter than Halley's comet.
0: Hmm. You should know the answer to this next question because we talked about it earlier. A private pilot they named Kenneth Arnold was flying near Mount Rainier when he saw nine shining object objects rocket by super speed by at super speed. What popular term for UFOs was coined in response to his sighting?
1: Flying saucer.
0: There you go. Look at that. She yes. listens.
1: Sometimes.
0: He sometimes (laughs) listens when I talk.
1: Sometimes I get distracted because you'll say something interesting and then I'll go to look something up related to it and then I'll completely space whatever you were saying. (laughs)
0: Um, This Arizona town was rocketed in, no, sorry, it was rocked in March 1997 by mass sightings of lights flying through the sky, almost famously in a V-shape. Town in Arizona. Town
1: in Arizona. I feel like I know this.
0: Starts with a P. Starts
1: with a P. Phoenix?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. In 1987, Arthur Whiteley Stiber wrote of his purported close encounter with aliens. This book was later successfully adapted into a film with Christopher Walken, starring as the author, and codified the ideas of the Greys. What was the book called? What was the book called?
1: Um,
0: I don't know that you'll know this.
1: Like, my encounter with aliens? Or like...
0: No, it's called communion. No. Communion? No. Communion's
1: thing we did in church. I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, formed in the mid-1990s, this rock band shares its name with the term for ghostly UFOs seen by pilots during World War II over the skies of the Pacific and European theaters.
1: Well, see, now we know, because now we, we know. were talking about it earlier, the Foo Fighters. Yeah,
0: there you go. Uh, what color are the fireballs that have been seen rocketing through the airspace of military bases since 1950s? Orange? You would think. They're in my background. Green? Green. There you go.
1: He's got Aurora Borealis behind
0: him. <laughs> me. Um, anyways, that's all I got.
1: Interesting.
0: What do you have going on the rest of the weekend?
1: Um, I am... Let's see. I'm going to karaoke tonight with Nick, um, and then I have papers I have to write this week and an oral history interview that I have to do, but I have no idea who I'm going to do it with.
0: Oh, that's... Oh, I'm so mad. So I looked at my next term, um, and every week we have a group, a team assignment. Mm. I hate team assignments.
1: I also hate team assignments. They're the worst. I'm just like, okay, I get it. I understand like the the sociological benefits of it, but like, I don't. Come on, human interaction is supposed to be good for you.
0: I interact with humans all the time. That's called work. <laughs> I don't want to do it through my school. <laughs> Screw that. That's why I take online classes so I don't have to deal with other people.
1: I mean, hashtag same.
0: Um. Anyways. That's all I got. Um, I don't really have much planned this weekend. Bobo is standing next to me like he wants to go out. Mm, so
1: Yeah, it yeah. is that time.
0: Yeah, which he's been asleep for a while. There we go. So we will call that a day. Um, thank you for listening. For those of you that are, if you would like to, please like, comment, share, subscribe, um, and leave us a review if you liked it. If you didn't like it, piss off. We don't care. Um, other than that, we hope you have a great week. If you're listening to this on Monday, because that's when that will come out. Um, Sarah, have a good weekend. You as well. If you would like to, you can follow us on our social media. We are at or on Instagram. And our handle is at now about that pod. And if there's something specific you would like for us to talk about on the podcast, you can email us to, um, at Gmail um, at now about that pod at gmail.com. dot um, Other than that, have a good rest of your week, everybody. And we will talk to you in the next one. Yeah. Bye.